Xtalks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the X Talks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, Senior Food Industry Journalist and Webinar Moderator at xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by special guest Chad Pollack. He is the Chief Executive Officer of Genvor, a developer of sustainable plant health solutions. Chad, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me, Sydney. Of course. I just want to also congratulate you on your recent appointment um, as CEO of Genvor. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, still very new, but super excited to be here. Uh, exciting company with some real exciting technology. That's wonderful. So could you share with us uh, your vision for Genvor under your leadership, especially in the context of the company's focus on sustainable plant health solutions? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Genvor has been around for, for quite some time. Uh, the research itself goes back to the late 1970s. Uh, the company uh, formed uh, about seven years ago. It's really been operating in stealth mode over those last years. And uh, it's only been uh, recently, uh, approximately October of this last year, that they've come out to the public and said, hey, we've got uh, this great research, this great proprietary uh, library of peptides that are ready for commercialization. So the vision is to uh, um, enhance and and move that message forward so that the ag majors, the distributors, and the growers uh, across the United States and the world can learn about our technology, learn about our peptides, and um, how they can impact crop health, uh, as well as as nutrient enhancement, uh, nutritional enhancement, that is, uh, across the agricultural and food sectors. Obviously, Genvor's partnership with the USDA um, has recently led to a significant publication on uh, antimicrobial peptides. We can just call them AMPs going forward. So how do you believe that this publication will influence the perception of Genvor's innovations in the industry? Yeah, that's a great question. And we're very proud of that relationship and the partnership with the USDA. Uh, The sector of biologicals, as I'm sure you're aware of, is big. Uh, it's um, it covers a lot of different aspects of of uh, of technology as well as the sector uh, pain points. Uh, it's also can be a bit noisy, and um, there's not always the 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 pure research validation uh, from some of these companies' value propositions uh, that make it easy for the grower to understand what's happening, or even the uh, distributors or ag major uh, majors to know which of these technologies work. So for Genvor, being the small company trying to do big things, uh, this really validates that our technology works, uh, that it's trending in the right direction to uh, to solve some pretty big pain points, specifically targeting uh, aflatoxin uh, in uh, uh, post-harvest situations uh, uh, that happens with corn. And um, that's really the beginning of, of, uh, of, of our messaging to the world that we have um, uh, research now from a great research partner that validates that value proposition. So we're excited to share that with, with the companies that can help us take that technology uh, through regulatory, through manufacturing and um, into the uh, farmers' cornfields uh, as, uh, as soon as possible. 
Now, the study um, highlighted the effectiveness of Gen 4's AMPs, uh, GV185 and GV187, in combating fungal and bacterial pathogens. So what makes these AMPs stand out from other solutions that are currently available in the market? Well, another great question, uh, Sydney. Th there, there really aren't uh, a lot of solutions, especially for this um, uh, one particular uh, pathogen. It's it's something that growers have been struggling with um, for for a long, long period of time. The, um, uh, the 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 actual market itself, just in the United States, is is five hundred million dollars of loss just just for this one bad thing each year. So um, we're excited about. Uh, bringing a solution to market that can help solve um, this 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 issue, uh, and then in a, in addition to that, it's the ability for for this to be a, a sustainable, naturally occurring molecule solution that moves us away from some of the synthetic chemistries that um, the 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 industry all across the supply chain, from consumers to retailers to the growers in the field, we we've all uh, I think collectively have agreed we're looking for. For softer chemistries, we're looking for solutions that have less environmental impact onto the the, the soils, uh, our water systems, our air, um, our our workers in the fields. So this this uh, solution, this technology allows that to happen, uh, and still offer a broad spectrum uh, solution that that will increase the efficacy of, uh, of 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 various crop health issues for for growers. So one of the really interesting findings about um, these AMPs is their selective activity towards um, pathogens without affecting red blood cells. So can you elaborate on the importance of this selective activity in developing safe agricultural solutions? Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at the history of, 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 of chemistry and, and crop solution, uh, crop protection solutions, we, we started out looking at small molecules um, that were very, very targeted. And, and those solutions, um, they worked, uh, but they were also uh, developed certain side effects. And, and that's really because these, these targeted molecules, um, I like to say, sometimes get bored. Um, some people like to say they get mischievous. Uh, so after they hang out on the receptor that they hang out on, then they decide to maybe bounce around a little bit and, and see what other things they can do. Well, those other things they can do aren't necessarily what we want them to do. Uh, and so uh, enter into the conversation large molecules and uh, the large molecules, broad spectrum peptides um, allow for that broad spectrum solutions and efficacy to happen and um, give, gives the grower the opportunity to see those problems solved without um, the, the, the issues of, of uh, uh, other things happening that, that the farmer wasn't necessarily looking to have happen. Uh, but then also just from, from the sustainability side, the ability to go in and harvest the next day if they wanted to, uh, not having to worry about uh, uh, worker health issues uh, based on, on, on the, on the uh, peptides breaking down once their, their job is over, really into nitrogen and water. So, um, you know, that's, that's very exciting around uh, this conversation of how do, we, how do we continue to protect crop health, but how do we do it in the most sustainable environmentally uh, uh, sound ways? So with the promising results, and with that said, um, are, are there plans for commercializing these peptides and are there specific crops or regions that you're going to target initially? 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's part of what I came here to do is to open that conversation on commercialization. So um, for all those egg uh, manufacturing companies in the U.S. and in the world that are looking at crop protection solutions that are that softer chemistry, the the biochemistry, the biologicals, whatever word we want to unite around, uh, peptides is the next um, uh, conversation I think everybody is having. Uh, the question is, is, is how can Genvor come forward and, and be that partner and help accelerate uh, the research and the development and, and the pathway to regulatory for these companies? And that's what I'm here to do is to say we're welcoming those conversations. Uh, reach out to us, reach out to me and uh, let us share that, that data with you. Let, let's uh, go to the greenhouse and, and see these crops uh, and, and how they're uh, growing and, and what they're doing to uh, fight back these, these diseases. And um, let us showcase our, our library. We have over 24 peptides. Uh, that are doing some amazing things, both on the AMP side that, that you're really referencing, but also on another area called NEPS, which are nutritionally enhanced peptides, where we can uh, bring forward crops that have increased amounts of protein, as an example. So one of the things a lot of crop uh, conversations are, are centered around, especially in livestock and animal protein production, is something referred to as feed efficiency. Uh, I've been at that conversation for over 15 years, and we haven't really nailed uh, uh, feed efficiency, especially on the bovine side of, of the conversation, uh, but NEPS can do that. Uh, we, we can produce products that have higher values of protein, which would allow uh, less of, of something being fed. Uh, which uh, could increase the efficiency of, of those animals. So very exciting technology, both on the crop health side, but then also on the nutritional uh, enhancement side as well. That's awesome. So can you tell me a bit about the, you know, you mentioned you were a small company. So can you talk about the significance of Genvor's um, collaborative R&D agreement with the USDA and how this partnership benefit your research and development efforts? It starts first off with just who the USDA is. Um, they're a trustworthy partner. Um, they're great scientists. Uh, they have great protocols in place. Uh, and, and a company our size uh, with this partnership allows us access to that third party um, uh, selection of, of scientists as well as protocols. Um, from, a, from an economic standpoint, the USDA is, is a, a very fair uh, research partner. Uh, from an investment standpoint, requiring um, uh, the dollars from us to to sponsor these uh, researchers as well as the um, uh, space and time uh, within the greenhouses and, and other work that we're doing with them. Uh, and then also just being great mentors to us. Um, they've seen a lot of products come through. Um, they've seen products that have worked very well, and they've seen things that haven't. Uh, so they're also a great partner to collaborate and be very candid with us saying, if we can move more in this direction versus that direction, um, that, that's also been very helpful to us as well. So we couldn't be more happy uh, to, to be working with the USDA and we look forward to continuing this relationship and expanding into um, others with them uh, this year as well as uh, in coming years. You briefly touched on um, aflatoxin um, contamination, which is, you know, a major concern globally. I think I've heard about it impacting nuts as well. Um, so how does Genvor plan to implement its um, AMP-enabled resistance technology in the corn varieties to combat this issue? 
partnerships. Um, you know, Genvor is a research and development uh, discovery company. That's how we've been um, uh, operating. Uh, that's what we were founded on, and, and that's what we plan to continue to be. Um, I've worked with very large uh, agricultural manufacturer uh, um, suppliers and, and solution providers throughout my career. Uh, these companies have great relationships. Uh, they own a lot of stainless steel uh, and manufacturing uh, capacities, not only in the U.S., but globally. Uh, so our focus will continue to be to bring these peptides to um, to the um, breakaway conversation to commercialization, uh, but we do not intend at this point uh, or at this time to uh, to build those manufacturing facilities uh, or take these products to market on our own. Uh, so those partnerships are are really what 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 I'm focused on to uh, introduce Genvor uh, to these companies and then partner with them to take these products, not only to corn, but as you mentioned, other crops as well, as well as other peptide solutions. Um, our focus has, has been on, um, on, on the fungus side, uh, side of this conversation, but uh, we have a, a way of finding efficacy with peptides that we feel is very unique to Genvor. And, and that cipher um, methodology, if you will, that we have developed allows us to look at um, uh, peptides as long as 17 uh, in length. And um, uh, that's something a lot of companies can't do. So we're, uh, we're, we're very fast and very quick to be able to look at different um, uh, peptides in, in a variety of different lengths and then be able to point uh, those peptides into certain pain points across the ag and food industry. So Genvor's recent press release sort of highlighted um, the potential of its AMP, uh, AMPs as non-chemical alternatives, as you were mentioning. So how do you see this approach changing the landscape of crop protection just in general? You know, as I said earlier, the, the, the growers, the retailers, um, the, the, the manufacturers, everybody is looking for solutions in the realm of biologicals. Uh, it's a very popular conversation. The pathway to regulatory is, is faster than synthetic chemistry. The R&D expense is, is um, much lower. Uh, a recent article just came out, the synthetic chemistry AI uh, active ingredient can cost uh, in the neighborhood of $300 million. Um, I've seen companies take five, seven, 10 years for synthetic chemistries to get approved, uh, if, if ever. Uh, so this, this allows us to go into uh, a type of chemistry that's softer, uh, faster pathway to, to regulatory approval. Uh, as well as, as I mentioned, the, the ability to, to bring proven solutions to a conversation that um, has been inconsistent. Uh, there's, like I said, there's a lot of biological providers that provide different things. But one of the challenges with biologicals that I've seen, because I've worked with a lot of them myself, is inconsistency of efficacy. In other words, sometimes uh, they work, sometimes they don't. And that's very frustrating for the grower. That's very frustrating for the distribution and sales partners along the supply chain. Uh, and peptides, you, you have that certainty of chemistry, but the value proposition of, of biologicals. So it's the best of both worlds. And that's why I'm really excited to have this conversation with the large egg companies that I know have been looking at how they can bring these types of products forward to solve these issues that uh, that we all know are 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 out there, um, as well as as uh, very important to to everybody along the supply chain.
So I noticed that Gen4, you know, it operates with a licensing first business model. Um, so can you explain how this model works and its advantages for the company and its very important partners? Yeah, absolutely. So again, looking at the the fact that that we want to be really, really good at at uh, research and development and discovery, uh, the the business model is a licensing first. So our goal is to partner uh, with those companies that can help us take the peptides that we've de we've developed, as well as the peptides that are in our pipeline still being proven out um to market and to do that um this isn't something we're inventing on our own uh licensing and royalty uh ais have, have been the norm of the agricultural um uh, biochemistry and chemi uh, chemistry uh sectors for a long time so that's the business model where we'll partner um either collaboratively with joint development agreements uh, joint research develop uh, joint research development agreements, commercialization agreements, um, wherever we're at in the uh, stage gating process of of bringing these peptides to market, that's where we want to meet our partners, and uh, we want to partner with those partners to um, to to bring these products to market and and have the greatest likelihood of success uh, for for the growers that we all serve. So looking ahead a little bit, um, are there any other technologies or solutions that Genvor is developing? At this time, we're you know we're very active in, in biochemistry as a, as an overall sector. So uh, there's a lot of exciting opportunities around crop health, uh, around crop protection. Uh, most of what we talked about is is crop health. Um, crop protection is is a is a very big opportunity for the industry to to look at. And then, as I mentioned, feed efficiency is, is another big area. Uh, and then wrapping that all together and tying it in to help companies with their su sustainability goals. Uh, a lot of companies have uh, spent the last year or two uh, on their actual emissions and their scope one and three uh, impact on the globe. And uh, we believe that we can help companies reduce their uh, scope three impact uh, in their supply chains. And we can do that in a very um, uh, clear uh, way so that uh, companies that are doing these things can help report those uh, throughout their supply chain and take advantage of, of, uh, of the softer uh, approach to, um, to crop health and uh, crop protection that we've talked about today. So for our audience members who may not know, um, can you explain what scope three is? Sure. So scope three is your supply chain. So if you're buying a, a box of cereal um, uh, at your favorite retail store and bringing that home, uh, scope three will look at your uh, environmental impact from the time you, Sydney, bought that box of cereal all the way back to when that farmer planted uh, that crop um, that ended up in that box. So uh, as you can imagine, uh, scope three accounting or audit work is, is very robust. It takes into consideration really everything that happens from um, that field selection to the, the seed selection, um, what's used to, to uh, increase the uh, efficiency and effectiveness of all the inputs used on those fields, uh, the food miles, um, and, and all of those companies that touch that product 
uh, throughout that that supply chain. Uh, and that's all added up. And, and that's your, your scope three uh, impact. And a lot of companies all along that supply chain are, are collaborating together today to find ways to more effectively reduce those emissions as a team in order to, to bring the most sustainable products to market as possible. Thank you for clarifying. So lastly, um, how does Genvor engage with the broader agricultural community? Um, you were touching on this already, but you know, farmers, researchers, and industry stakeholders to promote the adoption of, of your sustainable solutions. Yeah, so up until very, very recently, we, we haven't done a lot. Uh, like I said, we've been a We've been a very quiet, stealth mode uh, research company. Uh, like I said, one of our um, founders uh, published the first paper on peptides in 1977. Uh, so quietly, I, I would I would answer uh, your question how we've how we've been communicating very very quietly. Um, I'm here to change that. I'm, I'm here to attend conferences. I'm here to uh, talk on podcasts like yours and share this exciting research that goes back as, as long as it does and really help be part of this conversation uh, with all uh, of the agricultural community that's out here solving these problems. And we believe that, that we can be thought leaders alongside all these other conversation and these leaders that came before us uh, and bring peptides as, as a solution to these animal health, um, uh, feed efficiency, uh, crop health, and crop protection conversations that everybody's having on a regular basis. Well, I'm glad you're here to amplify um, this conversation. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Hey, thank you, Sydney. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you, everyone, and see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.